Hello and welcome to another installment of Bar Talk Podcast, bringing you everything you need to know about law via discussions, interviews, and news updates. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Omaha Bar Association Bar Talk podcast. I am the OBA Executive Director, Dave Summers, and I have the distinct pleasure today of sitting here with J. Terry McNamara, OBA legend of counsel to the Executive Council for at least two, the past two decades, past OBA president, longtime OBA treasurer. And if you've been to an OBA event, you have seen this man their front and center with the smile greeting everybody and today we get to talk about him his career his oba life and get to know him a little bit more welcome thank you thank you um for listeners that don't know your professional background um can you give them a history of your time at first national and here at mcgrath oh i'm gonna go back way beyond for that. <laughs> I'm an old Omahaan born here, went to school here, Creighton Prep, Creighton College, Creighton Law School. And after law school, I spent a couple of years with Uncle Sam, had a lot of fun. I was in the Judge Advocate General Corps. I got to do some court martials, which were not fun. But I quickly found out I didn't want to be a, either a public defender or a prosecutor. I did get to jump out of airplanes, and that was fun. Plus, they paid me $100 a month more. That was good. I had a whole increase of 33% from $300 to $400 a month. In 1962, that all came to an end. I came back and was knocking on doors and had a couple of offers, and I ended up at uh, 1414 First National Bank on 16th and Farnham Street to tell my old tax and evidence professor, Jack North, that I had two offers. To which he said, well, how much are they going to pay you, Terry? <laughs> and I said, $400, Mr. North? He said, well, I'd pay you that much. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my gosh. I had to tell him that I had to talk over with my wife. I went home and talked to her, and she asked, is that the same Jack North that we risked life and limb of not only ourselves but our unborn baby to get to his 8 o'clock tax class? <laughs> same one. Well, it was... It was a great four years. I lasted four years. I uh, had more experience in doing lots of interesting things that I never knew I would be doing. And I found that I did a lot of estate and trust probates and state administrations for both Jack and Ray. And I enjoyed that and I, I was fairly good at getting along with people. I had an opportunity to, uh, to go to the trust department of First National Bank in 1966 and joined the trust department. And at Jack Norris funeral, I said that I had to go to the convent of the trust department of First National Bank to heal up <laughs> for the next 20 years. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of smiles and nodding heads out there in the audience. People knew a little bit about what I was talking. <laughs> Jack North was the smartest person I will probably ever know. It's been 10 years since he passed away this month. It was 
that was a great time there. I had a great time at First National Bank. I was a, uh, I was a good trust officer. I got along with people, and I was able to keep families from getting angry at each other, more so then than I do now, even as a mediator. In 1985, I got a telephone call, and Dave Hefflinger and Bruce Schroeder were on the line and said, the fellow that's been doing our probates is leaving us. What do you think about coming back to the real world? I thought, wow, here I am, 50 years old now. I don't know that I'll ever have an opportunity like this again. So I said, let me ask my wife and I'll get back to you. And that didn't take very long. And I had a, I had a little debt from a daughter who was injured out in California and seriously injured. and. Uh, I'm not good with debt, so I talked to them the next day and said, uh, here's what they pay me at the bank. Uh, am I worth that much, Gene? They said, well, we're thinking of paying you more than that. <laughs> well, that was easy then. <laughs> so back I came in 1985, and uh, it's been a great 32 years since. I had been treasurer from, I guess, 70, 71, I can't remember which, to 84. And that was way too long for anybody to be in one spot. And I knew that, and in 80, I got to, I was asked to run for president of the Omaha Bar, which was easy to do, because I had always been involved with it. And in 87, 88 was the year I was president, and I resolved to, to change that so it wouldn't be so long for one person in one job. And we also created the, uh, president-elect, president, immediate past president position. So it was a three-year commitment mm -hmm. to be president, secretary, or treasurer of the Omaha Bar. And that gives some continuity that I think that has been helpful. I, uh, I'm not sure everybody would agree with me, but I, I think that it's, it's true. And we need continuity. We need good people to step up. I love the Young Lawyers Association. That has really done a lot for the bar and young people. We need to get more people involved in the bar all the way across. So, for some reason, I kept, long after I was off in 88, as president, I kept getting notices of executive council meetings, <laughs> and I keep showing up. <laughs> and every once in a while I can be the history book and remember something. Uh, it was it was great times working for the bar. One of the my credits that I take, and of course I always try to introduce Judge Lyle Strom as his major accomplishment was in 1981. He hired Marty Kornick to be the executive director. Marty was absolutely wonderful and did a terrific job, and still does show up and help us out on uh, the big events. So. Life has, life has been good. Uh, there's so many things that I'm going to take a moment and I showed up a year or so ago at a bar meeting by myself. I was a little late and there was a table off in the corner that had about seven lawyers uh, 
and a couple of seats. So I went over and I knew one of the fellas had been a clerk at McGrath North and he invited me to sit down and join them and he introduced me to everybody. And before long, he was telling a story that when he was a clerk at McGrath North and had uh, gone on to another law firm after graduating from law school, he remembered that I took the clerks out to lunch. And he said, do you remember what you said? And I said, I don't know. I've probably told a lot of Jack Norris. I said, yeah, yeah, you did all those. But <laughs> you said, everybody will make a mistake. And when you make a mistake, go tell somebody. Everybody's got a supervisor. Go tell them right away, because it isn't going to get any better in an hour or tomorrow. Right. Go tell some. He said, that has served me well. And I said, well, it did me too. And he said, I tell everybody to do that. Yeah. So that's one of the, that was a good thing coming back, you know, 10, 12 years after, that must have made an impression and did some good. I think that's what we do for each other as lawyers. Mm -hmm. The community is so important oh. to understand that we're in, uh, you know, we're prone to get something wrong now and then or ask a question, ask forgiveness when need to. Yes. Be human. Yeah. And it's so much better to, if you made a mistake, you made a mistake. It, and you own up to it. I've gone over to county judges for years and gotten, waited till everything else was done and went in and said, Judge, I got a problem. Here it is. Here's what I think we can do. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And we discuss it and we work it out. And that's the way I want to live. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good way to live. Get it out on the table, discuss it, get it over with. My life now is mostly uh, just a grumpy old man that comes to the office to bother young people, <laughs> according to, I'm sure, the young people. They would prefer that my elevator pass be canceled. <laughs> they don't think I could get up the 36 floors and they're probably right. But it is, it is good to come and, and go to lunch with the law clerks, go to lunch with the young lawyers and just talk over those old facts and try to encourage them to get involved with the Bar Association. Jack Norris said early on, Go get involved with the Bar Association, Terry. You can't get, a lawyer can't get mad at you if you bought him a drink the night before. Yep. Jack did that, I, I wasn't too good at that. I <laughs> well, um, you mentioned you do mediations now. Yes. And, and that's exclusively what you, what you do now, correct? Yes, Any even any one of the old clients that wants to amend their estate plan, or I tell them, well, that's fine, that's good, but you have to have somebody that's young, smart, and gonna be here two, five, 10 years from now, because if I'm not in heaven, I'll be in a nursing home. Those people have to bill, I don't, and that's okay with McGrath North, at least so far. My elevator pass still works. And I'm in the, I will go to those meetings all the time just to help be the history book and know some of the relationships that have existed over the last 20, 30 years. Absolutely. Um, now, I, lo I love the history that you give, but also, like you said, your advice um, f 
for the younger attorneys out there. And um, you, you have, I'm sure you have advice not just for the young attorneys, but you have, you have advice for, for the older attorneys that are out there today. How, how does the practice, from your perspective, look after a, a career in this field? Is this, where, where are we headed? Where, where have we been? Where are we right now? At times I get discouraged. There are probably a handful, five, six, maybe eight, lawyers who I would love to have represent a party in a mediation. If there's six kids and mom is the last of mom and dad to pass away and they're fighting over something and everybody's lawyered up. There are lawyers, a bunch of them who are anxious to have it resolved. Not all of them. Unfortunately, I think that we are more litigious now than we were 40 years ago when I was very active at this end of it. And I'm not sure I, I appreciate the individuals who are so angry at their sibling or the lawyers who are not trying to say, you know, you don't know what a jury's going to do or what a judge is going to do or what a court of appeals or the Supreme Court is going to do. Maybe you could settle this and be done with it. Mm -hmm. I have always used that line with people that I look through, mother, grandmother, whoever, state plan documents, and I can't find anywhere in there that 10, 20, 30% of their hard-earned assets should go to my good friends, your lawyers, and me to help you kids quibble. That's a good line. She may be at the pearly gates and not let you the in. <laughs> but, you know, and it, that's not the highest level or the highest bar, but it's very practical. I would like to have siblings get along and have Thanksgiving dinner together, but I've been told in a private session that I should never use a dumb line like that because that person wouldn't break bread with her brothers and sisters. Okay, <laughs> how do you really feel? Yeah. Unfortunately, there's more of that now than I remember from 30, 40 years ago. We may need to be more solution-seeking um, than keeping score. Yes, Yeah. yes. Yeah. We have to forgive, forget, and get on with life. Mm -hmm. You just—it's just too hard. I frequently tell people that I don't get angry anymore because I don't have enough energy. And the only person I really get mad at is me when I do some damn dumb thing. And even now, I get over that <laughs> better. One—one <laughs> um, one of the many tremendous leg legacies that you've left um, at the Omaha Bar Association is our annual fall kickoff barbecue. And um, we are coming up on our 48th annual um, kickoff barbecue. And this has always been with First National uh, from the start. And you were the one who started it all. Can you give us the story behind that? First National Bank had moved into its new building on 17th and Dodge and wanted to show it off. 
and uh, Bob Johnson, who was head of the trust department at that time, wanted uh, to do something, and we talked to the, the bar, and that all sounded like a good idea. I, I wasn't treasurer or anything. Maybe I was treasurer by then, 70, 71, whatever it was. And that all sounded like a good idea. So we had a barbecue out on that patio on 17th Street, mm -hmm. and we had a cocktail party in the bank lobby with various teller windows set up for uh, cocktail stations. Well, it was great fun. <laughs> and we did that in that location for a number of years until the facility, and I can't even tell you what year that was, it was out on 144th and Dodge now, which is really a great venue for, for parties such as ours. And I hope it continues forever. Absolutely. Well, First National uh, is, a, is a wonderful partner yes. in that event, Nancy Leisure. And um, Tom Gahn, who uh, is retiring here in a few months, is um, our outgoing chair of the event for as many years as <laughs> you've been not at First yes. National? Yes. <laughs> so. Oh, my, yes. He's, he's done it at least... He and Nancy have done it for 30 years plus. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's it's always a good time and one of the most attended events. And, you know, when I add it up over all the years, the, the thousands of, uh, the tens of thousands of people that have gone and the interactions that they've had, breaking bread together, having a drink together, meeting and and um, rekindling the, the friendships, that's, that's so important to this community. Yes. So, yes. thank you. Um, I'd like to talk a bit about your um, your thoughts on maybe the Omaha legal community and just big picture what you would like to what you would like people to know people to we've talked about it a bit here but but is there any advice, anything that really from your perspective we, we just need to know, you know, yeah, there's there's history and, and we need to be cognizant of the history of certain things, but, um, you know, I, th I think I see a sort of, we're standing on the edge of uh, the unknown in front of us here with, you know, technology um, taking a bigger role in the profession with, um, with the new generation um, kind of stepping into the leadership roles in, in the legal community and law firms and things like that. And, and what, what do you see from your perspective? What, what sort of advice do you want to give? You know, I have read articles about electronic wills, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, I am obsolete. Oh, what is that going to look like? <laughs> it, it's going to be much different in the future, and technology is going to get way ahead. I usually take out my flip phone and acknowledge that that phone is smarter than I am. <laughs> I don't have a smartphone. And yet, I think that we need to ever so much remember that we need to talk to each other. I occasionally have heard from a young lawyer that 
another lawyer didn't respond to his email. I said, well, what else did you do? Uh, well, uh, there isn't anything else to do. You're not going to talk to me. And I got the impression that there was going to be a lawsuit. And I said, did you call him up? Well, no, if he won't answer my email, why would I answer my phone? Did you write him a letter even? No, 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 I wouldn't do that. That's, that's really old school. I, they're already closing me off. And I said, well, why don't you pick up the phone and call this lawyer's secretary and tell her that on Tuesday you're going to be in his office at 3.30 and you're not going to leave until you see him. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I couldn't do that. You're never going to get anywhere if you don't sit down face to face and talk to them. All this technology isn't wonderful. You need to sit down and talk to each other. More people are willing to discuss solutions if they're sitting across the table from each other. That's right. I think that's right. It certainly has been my experience. And I'm going to butcher where I heard this, so I won't, I won't say it exactly, but they talk about the different points of information that you can get if you're reading an email from somebody you can misread the tone. A typo may completely change it. You talk to them on the phone. You hear their tone. You, you hear the speed. You hear That's the energy. A little better. The volume. It's a little bit better. But in person, you can see so much. It, it adds so much information that can actually help you and help your side um, and, and get through some of those things that you can't necessarily uh, get across in an email. Absolutely. Yeah. If you have your clients there, I think that lawyers do more mediation than mediators. Mm -hmm. They're sitting around with their clients saying, well, you know, this, and I always use this line when I am mediating, I said, all my litigator friends tell me there's no case that can't be lost. <laughs> and I, I don't do that kind of work, so I, I believe them. And if you have a possibility of losing, is there somewhere where we can march to the middle? Nobody wins everything, nobody loses everything, mm -hmm. but we settle it and we're done. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I believe that it should happen, and every time I have one that doesn't happen, I feel like I failed them. What should I have done to get them? <sighs> well, and it, it really is, I, I think the line comes from um, the the director. I forget his name. You know, eighty percent of life is showing up, uh, and uh, it it is truly important to be there to uh, to actually put in the effort and to write it off and to sit in your own world and hear your own voice and echo it and build it up even more and more instead of being around other people, I think it's, 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 it's not a lost art because it's very simple and we can all get to it, but um, listen, discuss it, find middle ground, try, try not to have everybody lose. Yeah. yeah. I have praised a lot of people at the end of a mediation for just letting go and I hope they have a better night's sleep because they've settled it. Yeah. Don't 
need to fight anymore. If I could uh, rewind the clock here a little bit and discuss Creighton Law School, um, because uh, the Omaha Bar Association has been so fortunate to, to be housed in Creighton Law School for um, a very long time, at least 30 years in my recollection, and your um, time at Creighton Law School way back when, uh, what was that like? What was that experience like? Um, what, what still relates to, to new grads today, but what was different about that? Well, my, I was a good C student and I struggled to be a good C student. We had some wonderful students in our class. Jerry O'Keefe out in Valentine, Steve Luskerton, who's in heaven, Charlie Gotch, uh, Keith Fredericks, you know, Bill Davis down in Nebraska City. Wonderful, wonderful guys. They were way up there at the top. I was a, I wasn't in terror, but I was, I did use the line at Jack Noe's funeral that Steve Luskarton said that when he was called on by Jack North, he felt like he was sitting in the middle of the classroom on the floor with no clothes on. <laughs> Got a lot of snickers out there and a lot of people in the in that audience at the funeral knew how Steve felt. <laughs> so there was a, a good bit of that anxiety that I was going to get called on and I wouldn't know the answer and I wouldn't be able to to keep on keeping on get through this. But there, there was a lot of camaraderie in our work-study groups mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's a wonderful thing. I don't know how that works today. Uh, we always were just alphabetical order, every class just, and it was Leahy, Luskart, and McNamara and uh, Gene Leahy, a nice Irish Catholic boy was on one side and a nice Irish Catholic boy, J. Terry McNamara, was on the other side of that smart Jewish boy between us. <laughs> and we both admitted that if it hadn't been for Steve Lusker in between us, we might not have graduated. So <laughs> we had a lot of help from Steve Lusker and bless his heart. So in every large class, you guys were sat in? Every class. Every class. Every class. We didn't have divisions. We had we were it. Did you choose your classes? Uh, no. Oh, cl classes? Yeah. Eventually you got to have a yeah. a choice, but for the most part it was dictated. Interesting. Because it's, it's certainly not that way anymore. I mean, maybe first year, first semester, things like that, but there there's a lot of um, choose your own adventure now, nowadays in, in the law school classes. Hmm. Good. <laughs> I'm sure it's better. <laughs> Um, and obviously, and just last week we had the um, Law Day lunch, which um, you are you were at and and you're always at, and we thanked um, by giving an award to Creighton Law Library, which is officially the Klutznik Law Library slash McGrath North Mullen and Kratz legal research center yes um and as i understand it, the history there and, and correct me if i'm wrong there there was a re renovation a fairly large renovation in the 90s and the firm stepped up big for that yes and i'm proud of the firm for doing that uh, we do a lot of good things and uh, i hope we keep 
keep on doing them forever. Absolutely. And I know that we we always support everybody in the firm as a member of the Omaha Bar Association. That's a given. And it's it's exciting that we have um, a past OBA president that is now moving into the presidency of the state bar. Yes, J. Um, Scott Paul. And he is. Is there somebody else um, that's done the double time OBA and SBA for from the firm? I'm trying to think back. There's there's plenty of past OBA presidents in the firm. I know that. Lots of them. Um, Bill Burkle's down the hallway. He sure. He's involved still. Well, in it the goes Morrisors. all the way back to Ray McGrath, and it goes to uh, 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 Bob Mullen Sr. Sure. And uh, I'm trying to... Jack was never president of the Omaha Bar. He was president of the House of Delegates in, for the state. Mm -hmm. uh, then I guess maybe maybe it was me and Terry O'Hare and J. Sure. Scott Paul and Bill Burkle. Uh, I hope I'm not missing anybody. That'd be mad. No, that that sounds right to me. Uh, and Terry was there um, last week, I believe, at the Law Day um, lunch too. Hadn't seen him in a while, so. Um, I'm trying to think, what have I missed here today? What what question was I supposed to ask you that <laughs> that I haven't asked you? What uh, what what do you want to talk about? Obviously, this wasn't very well rehearsed because <laughs> I didn't get the questions, and I'm sure I didn't probably give all the answers that you might have preferred to have. But no, no. I have so enjoyed the Omaha Bar Association. I've been blessed in all of these careers, McGrath North, First National McGrath North, that have allowed me to participate and I don't know how it could have been much better. Well, we, we so appreciate um, the years and years of work that you've done, volunteer leadership that you've uh, done for the Omaha Bar Association. I. I know I speak for everybody when I say thank you. Um, I, I don't know if there's another award that we can give you. If, if there is, uh, it's, 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 it's on its way. Um, but um, I, in talking with you and Amy Longo a while back and Dave Houghton, you know, the bar junkies as I call them, <laughs> and, and it's such a simple start. It was somebody in the firm saying, you should go get, get involved and then it, it sticks and y'all keep coming and showing up and caring about the organization and caring about the legal community in general and we're all better off because of that. Um, obviously I'm biased because <laughs> it's, it's my job too. Yep. But, uh, but the, the local legal community is, is really, um, it's really supportive of its own and I think that that has a lot to do with, with the work that y'all have done and, and the strength of of the connections that you've made over the years, so thank you for that. Well, it's it's easy to do. Roger Wells makes it possible here as president of Mark McGrath North for everybody to participate in. I think that's a blessing that we all have and we should appreciate very, very much. Absolutely. Well, um, thank you so much for meeting with me today. Hey. Appreciate it. And thank you everybody for listening. My pleasure.